Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. I'm your host, Michelle. And before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to answer a question from one of our listeners. So Mike Solomon emailed in and asked, I have dealt with shoulder issues in the past, and in an effort to combat this, I've been stringing my racket with Technofiber's NRG2 16-gauge. Although I have not had any more shoulder problems, and I love the way the string plays, I'm getting tired of constantly replacing my strings. Do you have any recommendations for a similar string that's easy on the arm, provides some good power, and will last a little bit longer? So that's a great question, and definitely one we hear with people that are stringing with a softer string like NRG2. Now, if the problem is durability, then the first thing we would suggest is maybe trying it in a hybrid with a soft copoly main, something like Isospeed Cream, and then you could pair it with NRG2 or any other multi-filament cross. You could also try switching to a thicker gauged multi, something like NXT Duramax 15 gauge, which is going to be close in construction to NRG2. So hope that helps and let us know how it goes and which one you try first and if it's a good alternative for you. Keep sending all your tennis-related questions to podcast at tennis-warehouse.com and we might answer it on a future episode. Now I'm super excited about this conversation that I got to have with Dennis Fabian from Head Tennis. He talked to me about all things head string related and they have a brand new string called Lynx Tour, which we are loving at Tennis Warehouse. And I think you guys will be interested to hear about the testing process and how they came up with it and all of that. Also, be sure to tune in to the end of this episode because we are giving away a bunch of head tennis strings. So stay tuned for details on that and let's get into this episode. Welcome to Talk Tennis. I'm your host, Michelle, and today I have a special guest from Head, Dennis Fabian. What is your official role with Head? So my official role is I'm the global business manager for accessories and also for our tennis sensor. Okay, and what does that actually mean? <laughs> so accessory, pretty much like I always describe it as uh, everything that's around the racket or in the racket, but not the racket itself. So okay. meaning grips, um, meaning uh, the strings in particular, and then also as we have string machines or um, three-in-one swing weight machine, those machines, um, that's okay. kind of the accessory business. All the yeah, techie, geeked out stuff, kind of. Absolutely. And it's, <laughs> it's not only for tennis. I also do the stuff for, for squash and, oh, wow. and, and then like like paddle and pickleball, which is pretty much down to grips yeah. in that segment then. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, I, uh, I learned a lot that even those players are very picky about how they feel and, and uh, experience a sport. So, right. Now, how long have you been with Head and in this role? Um, I joined Head in January 2017, actually. Okay. So it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. If you, time is running fast. Actually, <laughs> yeah. like I was just uh, every January, I remind myself, like, wow, it's already that, that long that you you joined. Yeah, time flies. Yeah. And how long have you been in the industry? What were you doing before this? Um, so, like in the in the industry, I started 2007 with Prince in Germany, basically okay. as like a promotions manager. And then I kind of uh, made my way up uh, within the print organization, lived in various places mm -hmm. in the world for, for the company. 
And uh, before I joined Head, I was basically responsible for all the pro players at Prince yeah. and also for like the product marketing stuff. Like we were um, at that time down to a very small team, but uh, a, a great group of people. And then I, I joined Head in 2017 to take on a new challenge in my career, basically. Nice. And I'm sure there are some ups and downs with it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. As always in life. But like that that's how you have to handle it pretty much. Yeah. And um, if those challenges like are, are always interesting. I mean, I love tennis since I'm like five, six years old. Mm -hmm. So like it has always been a huge part of my life, whether it was as, a, as, as playing by myself, whether it was working as a coach, Uh, owning my own pro shop at the time, stringing on the tour a little bit and then for sure joining the industry and getting really all the insights yeah. and, and just it's it's always interesting. And the beauty is that you can travel a lot, you, mm -hmm. you get to know a lot of different places, you get to know a lot of different people. And specifically in my role, like you are not like just in one lane, basically. Right. You have the connection to some players because you always need to get that feedback through right. our pro player department. So they let me work close with them too. So I, I see the players and I know most of them anyway from the past. Um, then you have the retail side of it. Like yeah. we work with you guys yeah. pretty, pretty close. And then whatever you name it pretty much. And stringers, for sure, you got those organizations. United States Racket Stringer Association, the European Racket Stringer Association. There's one in Japan. So you get to deal with the nerds and the freaks, which is, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I would consider myself as well as, right. as one of them somehow. Like, but... Uh, Yeah, so it's I enjoy what I do, so nice. I just just love tennis. Yeah, same. <laughs> And I think you can tell when we talk to you or when you're talking to us about your products. Um, and we're going to talk about all things string today. And specifically, I really want to talk about Lynx Tour because I remember, I feel like it was a while ago, but you guys came out to California and we got to test prototypes of Lynx Tour. And we loved it right away. And the string continued to evolve. And so let's just start at the beginning. What was the inspiration around this string? What were you trying to do? with it so let me take a step back so yeah. the way we structure our uh, poly lineup is like we pretty much have three segments which is let's say like the tour performance kind of string which is the hawk family we have three okay. polys in there with hawk hawk touch and hawk rough they've been around for a while used by a lot of our pro players like swerf uses hawk touch for example mm -hmm. in a hybrid setup taylor fritz uses hawk in a hybrid setup Then we have like the performance segment, which is then the Lynx family. We started off with Lynx and Lynx Edge. And we wanted a string pretty much that closes the gap between like that kind of playability style and the Hawk family. And uh, specifically on that mid price point, we wanted to have something that's performing a little bit more performance oriented, which isn't too soft. Because the feedback from the market was that a lot of players like Lynx or Lynx Edge, but they were kind of missing a little bit of spin potential, a little bit of that crisp feel. Right. Partly comments have been that control is missing as well. Uh, at the same time, people don't necessarily want to spend another five or six dollars and, and get, because in the Hawk family, they get even a different sensation of playing. So mm -hmm. we needed to close that gap. That's kind of where we started to think about, okay, what could it be? So yeah. we were pretty sure we wanted to have a shaped string. We were sure we wanted to take the benchmarks into consideration, which kudos to the team of Solinko and, and, <laughs> and others. Um, I mean, everyone knows them and with all respect, they have done a great job to position themselves and, yeah. and uh, good playability. But as head, you have to have something in the market as well. Totally. Where I'm challenged to get there. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, that, that's how we ended up with, at the time it was called Experimental Tour. Right. I remember that. <laughs> and uh, we actually seeded it. We started to give it out to, to pro players. I think it, was, it must have been probably around January 2019 already. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it's been about yeah. a year or so. Yeah, yeah because when, once we feel kind of confident with, with what we have developed, yeah. we, we might end up with two versions. At that part, we, we end up with one version in that champagne colorway because mm -hmm. we wanted to kind of create a... Uh, a unique colorway as much as you can create unique colorways yeah. in, in the string segments with all the choices you have and yeah and then all of a sudden that 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 whole string got a new and, and a completely different dynamic by pro players handed it to others like they liked the color they liked how it played and right. all of a sudden you don't have only head players using that string yeah and i guess uh, <laughs> everyone knows what i'm talking but um so it, it was kind of fun to see how that string actually evolved and yeah, and then we made our plans how we want to bring it to market. And um, yeah, now it's we are right about the time where globally that string is available for everyone. Yeah, I, it's super exciting because as I mentioned, we play tested it too in initial versions and loved it. And actually, Jason, one of our play testers, is using it as his string of choice right now. It's his favorite string. So we are totally dialed in with it. Can you talk about what strings it specifically goes against or what kind of strings would be competing against it, even though it's not a head string? Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, as I said, it's it's for sure the Solinco Hyper-G. Right. They've got a lot of attention specifically yeah. here in the U.S. market. Yeah. Um, then for sure, Solinco Tourbite, which I consider a little bit more on the stiffer side. Totally. Compared. So we wanted to get into that ballpark. Okay. For sure, um, Vocal Cyclone is, is yep. a little bit in that ballpark mm -hmm. as well. What else? Um, maybe a Luxalon Adrenaline, but like okay. maybe slightly different on, on that one. But okay. Yeah, kind of the, the Solinco playability was, like, to be honest with you, was the kind one of you're like targeting. Where, 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 where we <laughs> wanted to target. And again, those guys have done a good job, so... Now, you talked about a lot of pros getting it in their hands one way or another. Do you have any interest right now from pros that are going to start using it on tour? Oh, yeah. We have um, we have quite uh, a lot of players actually testing it that are okay. in the top 100 okay, right now. Cool. I'm rather be careful in naming yeah. them right now because then probably uh, our <laughs> listeners will ask, like, when do they switch and yeah, all that stuff. So it's always, <laughs> it's always tough to, to like confirm until they use it. But mm -hmm. there are some popular names around. Actually, especially on the women's side as well, uh, which is pretty exciting to me as, as well that they start picking up our strings and, and all this. Because yeah. we come a long way with the head brand and, and strings and the investment the company did and the commitment they did. So that's pretty cool to see overall. For sure. We are extremely successful with Lynx Tour on the junior side. Okay. So last year's US Open champion uh, for ATEC, mm -hmm. uh, he uses that string as nice. well. Um, we got a bunch of other juniors, like it's, uh, I don't remember all the names of them, but pretty much what I can say right now is that probably 80 to 85% of our juniors that we have on a contract globally are using head strength. Oh, wow. So we are, it's, it's kind of our vision of being like the next gen kind yeah. of string brand and Again, we know where we are. We know we, we came a long way already and we have still a long way to go. But I think we are on a good path. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> facing the challenge and taking on the challenge, which is fun at some, to that, some extent too. Yeah, for sure. Now, how many prototypes did you go through? Can you count that, <laughs> that to that many or were there? Oh, yeah. I mean, like um, it's always a, it's, it's very interesting to actually develop a string and like, 
what's fun on a string is like you actually need to to play it really play it like yeah. um in the first place you just see the color you feel the shape and mm -hmm. then you get curious how it plays yeah and it's hard to create an opinion while if you design a racket or shoe or whatever you immediately see the color of the frame and all this stuff everyone immediately has an opinion right. about whether it looks good doesn't look good and so the perception is already there on a string it's different it's relatively unsexy to be honest with you <laughs> like um yeah but yeah i think it's it's a partnership between like my role and our r d mm -hmm. so there's sometimes we are in agreement sometimes we are in discussions yeah um but <laughs> discussions. i think we are um we I, we probably at, at the bare minimum we went to 10 to 12 uh, prototypes until we are until we were actually happy with what we got okay And it, then it even the colors, right? The colors were a couple different options. You went through yes, different... Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And and also here, like, there's always one of the most favorite questions I always receive anywhere I go, whether yeah. it's players, club people, retailers, what influence does the color have on oh, the Oh, that was, that's on the list. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you see, like, it's a very popular yeah. question. Yeah. Usually it's tough to to answer that one mm -hmm. because if you, if you have 100% material that you put in, Somewhat between 0.8 to 1.3% only mm -hmm. is the color part in that mix of material. Right. So if you just take the bare number, you would guess it has no influence. Okay. But every color on certain temperatures and the way you treat the string in terms of the process of manufacturing mm -hmm. will change how the molecules actually settle in the string. So what I learn and like listening to a lot to players around the world is like that the most I hear is the brighter the color gets, the more lively the string yeah. gets, the darker it gets, the more control slightly on the stiffer side, even if they are the same. So we hear we have a lot of color choices on links, which mm -hmm. is cool. Mm -hmm. But for example, who wants a more lively version probably goes more to that Uh, green or uh, neon yellow color right. and like a little bit dialed down version of lynx is uh, the anthracite version so that, that's how it goes normally yeah and you can't do blind test on strings <laughs> as you can do on balls for example i wish <laughs> that'd be cool just have yeah yeah we agree that uh the darker is a little deader more control oriented and a little more lively with the brighter colors now you kind of already did mention this let's break down the lynx family of strings a little bit so lynx lynx edge lynx two Talk to me about each one and who they're meant for and who should be trying them. Yeah, so like the Lynx string is pretty much our like all day long kind of string. It's okay. like for the broadest audience of consumers. Mm -hmm. It delivers on on what you actually need as a player, what you're looking for. Right. So it's it's very universal. So it's a, a lot of consumers can play that string, whether okay. from a junior to like the senior guys or like the mid-age people and whatever racket you play, you can't go wrong with it. And then if you want to go a little bit more specific into like if you like that feel and you want a slightly more spin, you go into Lynx edge it's kind of like the similar mix of material and then if you want more of a crisp feel a little bit more control and even more spin then you go into lynx tour so kind of that's how we dial up the pyramid yeah perfect and have you found like the best setup for lynx tour in a racket and tension yet or your favorite at least My personal favorite? Yeah. <laughs> My personal favorite, I actually play with the Gravity MP. I okay. love the 1620 string pattern. Yeah. And then combined with Lynx Tour on like around 24 kilos, okay. uh, which is what does yeah. it resonate so what, to, 53? like 52, 52, 52 yeah, yeah. 53 pounds. Yeah. Um, to me, that 
I, I love that setup. And I get the question a lot of like, what is the perfect string? Or yeah. what is the perfect tension? What is the perfect <laughs> Always, setup? Yeah. I mean, one of the beauty of our sports is, and that's what I do in all like workshops when we do workshops for stringing techniques and stringing and strings mm -hmm. is at the end, tennis is really like a, a feel. I can't tell anyone in this yeah. world how they are supposed to feel something. I can tell it from a technical data perspective. Mm -hmm. I can tell from what we wanted to achieve, but everyone feels different. Right. So it's actually funny is sometimes you sit in a room with like 30 people and you ask them about a certain string. Uh, the, the most extremist one lifts his arm and says like, oh, this is super stiff. <laughs> and the next person like says like, oh, this is one of the softest polys I ever played. And you look at them and like, all right, okay. Like, <laughs> and uh, neither so. of them are right or neither no, of them are wrong. No, it's not about yeah. right or wrong. And I think that's a very important takeaway in my opinion that not to get into a position where you like kind of tell something you are wrong. He just feels different. And the more he can explain what he feels, the better it is to yeah, find the right setup for that person. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a lot about us asking the right questions mm -hmm. sometimes. Uh, that's my experience specifically with pro players because also the word power, all those universal mm -hmm. words about power, spin, touch, feel, right. control. Everyone kind of has a different sense of what it actually means. Yeah. So I think you need to dial in in a conversation of like, okay, what, what is the perceived power? What, what do you feel under the word power? Yeah, because power versus plow through versus even with a string per se, if it's super springy, it could be powerful to someone. I don't know. Yeah. So it's definitely a lot of different ways to interpret things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you guys, as we do, you do a lot a of lot product of testing. testing and <laughs> at some point you, you actually feel like, okay, maybe today I take a step back because uh, like you get confused by yourself. And oh my like, gosh. I know. Or you like have to figure out, like go completely to your own setup. The one thing that you know, and to like reset almost because you'll be hitting well and that's the thing too so many players play test rackets but if their string is not a string that they're used to then they're gonna have a whole different experience and they're not gonna actually know if they like the string if they hate the string if they like the racket if they hate the racket all of the above is the racket powerful or is the string powerful so yeah i mean that that's an ongoing conversation and i think it's probably a never solved challenge yeah of like you have players that want to play test new rackets and they say but i only play test with my what they consider as their string but maybe that string is not actually suited well for that racket. And like you have the opposite of very open-minded players. Yeah. And again, none of them are wrong or right. <laughs> exactly. But that's how you have to deal with it. And it's, it's sometimes it's actually really tough. And if you look at it like the, let's say, like the new iteration of tennis rackets, mm -hmm. doesn't matter which brand, like mm -hmm. every, every two years you got new technologies, you right. got new improvements on, on certain frames and stuff, new iterations coming out. On strings, if you look at it, if you really look into it, like a synthetic gut PPS, for example, yeah. I must be wrong, but it's probably 30 years yeah. in the market. Yeah. If you take wrong. like even a, a Luxilon uh, company that, that started with Guga Curtain mm -hmm. getting popularity. Yeah. What is that? 20, 20 years, 22 years? And, and it's still... <laughs> Uh, one of the most uh, played string on tour. Well, and that was a question I had for you too, kind of being a little more general on strings. Why do you think certain strings have gained such popularity on the pro tour? I think it has also a lot to do that the younger players look what the current successful players are playing. Right. Like. 
And for sure, they kind of try to identify probably themselves with the play style or mm -hmm. with the attitude of certain players. So they get curious what they use, which kind of setup they use. Uh, also, coaches switch on tour. Like you, you see true. a lot of the familiar names around that go from player to player, which isn't necessarily something bad. But mm -hmm. for sure, they have a certain opinion about it. And clearly, certain brands have done a real good job of their reputation in terms of the quality they deliver. They have identified trends very early. They had maybe some access to certain materials earlier than others. And I think that's how, how it kind of evolved. And yeah, that's why we try to pick up. I mean, we are probably one of, if not the leading company in rackets. Yeah. Um, I think we don't have to be shy on our successes. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you got um, Novak Djokovic. Well, <laughs> I mean, we got even, even the whole history. If you even go back yeah. to Thomas Muster, to the Goran Ivanišević, Andrew Agassi, Djokovic, Murray. I mean, you name it. Like Sharapova, Ash Barty, uh, Coco, right now, Ash Barty. We got a few good ones. So, so there's there's a portfolio of extremely successful mm. stringers. I think even last year, I think the Speed franchise was the franchise that won the most tournaments on wow. tour or something. That's crazy. So that that's pretty cool. Yeah. And for sure, like my challenge is. Not only my personal challenge, but in general, like what I'm supposed to deliver is, um, yeah, to pick up on, on that success on strings. And for sure, it's easier if you're an independent string brand and you're not affiliated necessarily with rackets. Because there's always, on the consumer side, there's always that kind of like, well, if I'm playing a, maybe a head racket, I should play a head string probably. But mm -hmm. like if, you're, if I'm playing a, a Wilson racket, a Babolai racket, a Prince racket, Am I take a string that's from an independent string brand or am I taking even a competitor's rackets brand string? Right. So it's kind of the hurdle that you have to overcome also yeah. in consumer perception. Not easy, but like we're trying to bring some great product that people can't get away from from our product. <laughs> Yeah, and I wonder if you think this as well, but sometimes the players get very superstitious and they don't like to change too many things at a time. And I feel like sometimes they get stuck using what they know works, but they've never actually tested. I mean, I don't know how many players are testing string pretty regularly, but I know even myself, there's a string that's very, very popular on tour. And I could pick five other strings that I would prefer over it that have great playability, good control, good tension maintenance and all that. And I just always wonder if it's because the players just never have tested more string or have you experienced anything like that or are they testing string pretty regularly? You have both kinds of players. Okay. You have players who really want to like, no, I have found my yeah. setup. I'm right now successful. I exactly. don't want to get into limbo with my feel of how I hit the ball. Mm -hmm. So like they, they block it away. And I think every brand has those kind of players. And then you have the players that are always interested because they also kind of interest of what are the other players using okay. and how does it feel. So mm -hmm. What does it mean maybe when I play this opponent and what can he do and stuff? So they are they are open to try and they do a lot of testing, but they don't switch at the end. They, okay. they come back with good feedback. So if we tell people that like, yes, certain players had influence on the development, it doesn't necessarily always mean they make a switch to that string. Right. But they tested it, they give us their input, okay. so we take our knowledge out of it. But yeah, it's 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 not easy to get get players. If I'm a player or like if, if you look at coaches or if you look into other sports, they look into everything. I mean, Novak Djokovic raised the bar with looking into nutrition, uh, physio, yeah. and like he did with, with all the, I think, yoga and whatever mm -hmm. he did. But sometimes you wonder why they don't look into their equipment a little bit more into That's details. True. Like, like I always like to compare to like Formula One drivers. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, like a Formula One driver, they are not engineers, but I think they know a lot about their cars. Sometimes it's surprising how little players actually know about the equipment they are actually hitting the ball with. And we ourselves, we invite the players to our headquarters. We try to give them the best knowledge they can get. We show them our productions and, and all this stuff. So just to, to open their eyes also to their teams, to their coaches. Yeah. So if time comes, they are open to switch and they know who to ask. And funny enough, if you see retired players, mm -hmm. I think there is a quote from Sampras okay. that where he actually said, like, I should have tried the other stuff earlier. I shouldn't have stick with what I played. I should have yeah. tried something different earlier. Yeah. Not after my career, basically. <laughs> When it was all over and they're yeah. like, oh, I would have loved that. <laughs> and again, it's, but it's, it's a mental mindset and I can, I can see that. I mean, if you win Grand Slam tournaments and stuff, like, do you want to take any risk? Maybe not, but yeah. maybe if you would, it might become easier or you, whatever. Like, yeah. and that's the unpredictable part of it. Well, and I think too, it's so tough with tennis because the off season is so short and, these players don't like to test things in the middle of their season. So when are you seeding out products for testing? You know, that's also kind of, that's what everyone says most of the time. Yeah. But um, actually, there's also a difference in players. There okay. are players that say like, you know what, like after the, the after the grass court season, before I enter the US Open Series, right. like I have a couple of weeks off, I'm going to look into this. So there are some op more open-minded ones and there are some that just don't want until the season is done. And yeah, you are right. Depending on how successful the players are, mm -hmm. like if you look at Novak, um, he plays the ATP Finals. So then it's the middle of November. Yeah. Well-deserved holidays coming yeah. up. Yeah. Then they need to play like right in the beginning of the year. Partly even on New Year's Day, it starts in yeah. in, in the Middle East or wherever they start, and um, that leads them to two or three weeks, and that's tough. It's yeah, it's yeah. not a lot of time. <laughs> so we we try we try to set dates and, and meetings and times but depending on how their season goes how exhausted they are if they need to recover from certain injuries where they said okay they set this off until the season is over it's very individual and we try to be with a team like especially our pro player team is a very cautious and, and also tries to respect what the players are looking for right but they work very individually with our players and with their teams so okay Well, let's talk a little bit about us mere mortals that aren't pros. <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about your multi-filaments. Maybe you can break down multis and explain the whole family. Yeah, I mean, we, we have the same setup as on uh, mo uh, monofilament strings. Mm -hmm. So we have like three kind of, yeah, it's price points and also performance levels. Yeah. Like uh, for sure, there is a traditional synthetic gut which specifically here in the US is a, a lot of uh, has still a lot of popularity. Right. Ours is actually manufactured in Japan, which okay. is a certain level of quality that yeah. comes with that string. Uh, you feel it in the playability, so the extra 50 cents or $1 more compared to some of our <laughs> competition, it's worth, worth it. it to try. <laughs> uh, we have a very very successful string right now on that mid-price point, uh, which is called Velocity MLT. Mm -hmm. I think Without being arrogant or without being too confident, mm -hmm. I think it's the leading, probably one of the best, if not the best, on that price point. Yeah, uh, we have it in multiple colors, multiple gauges, and overall, we see like a tremendous growth with it. And um, people tell us that they love to combine it for hybrids with with uh, monofilaments. They okay. li love to play it like just plain all multifilament. So it's actually a very successful string. 
Uh, then we got some of those traditional ones like rib control, yeah. um, which is a ribbon-based string, okay. uh, special technology, how to produce and manufacture that string. It's also around for a long time already. Uh, we got the IntelliTour string, also ribbon-based, also a very interesting string, mm -hmm. long on the market, very established. And then we got like that super soft, extremely comfortable, very traditional reflex MLT, which like whoever has any challenge with arm problems, that string is the go-to string. Perfect for them. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it just offers a tremendous sweet spot. Very easy to play. Relatively powerful, muted kind of, uh, which isn't a negative, especially if you are facing some some challenges with your elbow or shoulder. Yeah, um, that's another question. We have a lot of players that are always asking, what's the best string for them? Should they try poly? What is your opinion on a multi-filament versa poly for a club player? Someone that's not playing a professional, someone that's not needing to restring every few hours. I think one thing that's important is that a lot of people believe a string is broken when it's actually broken in the racket, like split in uh -huh. the racket, yeah. like kind of. And um, the disconnect is probably that monofilament strings are very durable. Okay. But the, the challenge is they lose elasticity and everything. Mm -hmm. And once they have done that, they you should cut them out and restring. And that's what a lot of, let's say, the, the club players you're talking about are, are not doing. Right. So multifilaments, they actually keep the tension longer. They keep the elasticity. They are much more arm friendly. They give a different pocketing of the ball. So rather invest into a, a, that kind of string as a club player and then yeah. into a, a monofilament string. Because those monofilament strings, you rather pay a better string than you pay your doctor's car. I think that's yeah. important to remember, too, because people kind of like say, oh, it's so expensive. But if you think about that, that there makes yeah, you. Like, I think we invest. all know the people that are standing on court with bracelets and, and arm yeah. whatever, like like magnets, magnets <laughs> and like uh, tapes and all that stuff, rather than looking into the right setup of their racket and string. And actually, not to forget about having the right setup of your grip. Yeah, I think a lot of players and people are playing their grip also way too long. So it starts to slip and slide, which means that you with your muscle in your hand and your elbow need to like hold the racket more tight, mm -hmm. uh, which sometimes can cause also some issues because like a tennis elbow doesn't appear from Monday to Wednesday. Right. It appears from maybe January 1st to the 30th of June or right. something. So it's a period of time where it actually starts picking up. You just feel it when you wake up one morning and you don't know, like, what is this pain now? Yeah, not good. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there as a junior. <laughs> yeah. Now, if someone was wanting to get into the poly realm, which poly would you suggest as a starter poly? I think that's, if you look into our uh, collection, that's kind of like the Sonic Pro, mm -hmm. uh, which is, if you if you purely look at technical data, one of the softest uh, polys that okay. you can actually buy or play. And um, if you don't like that kind of feel, then you go into Lynx, yeah. Uh, don't look into the Hawk franchise at that point if you're entering the poly market because that's really for somebody who looks for a good control, high performance, hard hitting, like that you can really force the string. Yeah, let's break down the Hawk family as well then because we've got some pros on tour playing with that. Yeah. So what are the differences between those strings? So we have uh, Hawk, which is our like most durable and most controlled string. So like really if you... If you're a hard hitter, you can force the string a lot to to have the snapback and and everything. Like uh, then you go for hark. 
if you want a slightly different feel, but but stay in that that kind of family and and that kind of playability, yeah. it's Hawk Touch. That string was actually developed. There was a lot of feedback that went into that string from from Novak, from Zasha, from a bunch of other players. Okay, uh, cool. Maria tested it back then, so um, I wasn't at head at that point, uh, to be fair. But like I I got the recap from the R and D team, mm -hmm. like what the thought process was behind that string. So a lot of players actually helped to develop that string. That's awesome. And, and right now, I mean, it's probably one of the most kept secret on tour. Ash Barty as the number one in the world. Yeah. She plays Hawk Touch. You got one of the rising stars, ATP World Tour final champion stuff. Sasha Swerov plays that string in a hybrid setup on his gravity That's frame. That's a big deal. So like it's, <laughs> it's not that we are we're not capable of performing on the highest level. Right. We, we actually are, but not a lot of people know. So no. thanks, I can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the people. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. You were talking about with Lynx Tour, trying to find a color that kind of stood out with something different. Was there other color options when you were testing it? Yes. And um, there's more to come. Oh, <laughs> Just oh, to okay. tease in a little bit. <laughs> but actually, it was funny. Like in one of our discussions about what color do we pick? There is this popular brand out there that produces phones. <laughs> yes. So and they do different color choices yeah. back then. So it was like somebody pulled out the, his iPhone and they put it on the table and I was like, isn't that a great color yeah. that we should look into and do for the strings? And it actually like not everyone on the table was overly excited in the first place. And then we're like, you know what? Let's try it. Let, let's have a look at it. Let's yeah. sample it. Let's get a feel how it looks in a racket. And yeah, so we went on, changed it a little bit, tweaked it. So that's how we ended up on that string. That's what I was wondering if internally people were like, oh, they're, they've lost it. This is crazy. Why would we do a string this color? Um, yes, it took me quite some time <laughs> to get people on, on in, in the office uh, on the same page. Okay. <laughs> so sometimes you have to let it grow on people. You mm -hmm. just put it in your office, you string a couple rackets, put them on your wall, you let people come in. First reaction is like, nah, mm. that looks weird. Mm -hmm. Then they come in and it's like, ah, let me have a look at it again. And then third look is going to be like, it's actually not too bad. Like, <laughs> and then like at some point they are like, you know what, like there is nothing else out there that looks like this. Like we should do this actually. Yeah. So if you're lucky, it takes you like three to four months, but like that's how it normally goes. It's kind of a fun process to be honest. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. And if anyone listening has not seen it in a racket or seen it in their hands, you guys like found a way to class strings up. Like it's a classy string because it's the champagne color and it feels very like nice i don't know if well, that makes sense yeah, absolutely i mean that that's great to hear to yeah. get that kind of feedback and i remember when we had our first meetings yeah. where we kind of brought that string yeah. and you saw it like and i saw your faces and i just let it <laughs> let it grow we didn't even say well, a lot and then about you used it the and word then, champagne and we're all yeah, like what uh, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so if any any company is listening right now that produces champagne like we are up for a collaboration no yeah. problem <laughs> maybe some, yeah, yeah. maybe doing something new in the world of tennis at some point yeah, yeah. seriously that would be great I'm, I'm in for that too we had a question also and i don't know if you can answer this one they were asking when you fly on a plane does that affect the string performance well i think 
it's it's a tough one to answer mm -hmm. to be honest with you like what the airlines tell you that if you if you have the luggage in the um, luggage area right. like where where they yeah. transport they say the temperature is the same so right. it's not like everyone believes because you are up in the air it's frozen but like yeah. if you ever have put a bottle of water in your in your luggage it's not frozen when it comes down to the ground right But yes, for sure, you have a different air pressure. It it will affect, and it also depends on what kind of racket, how tight is the string pattern, how tight have you have strung. Uh, did you put it into the back when it was freshly strung, or was it played already right. for a while? Depending on where you go, it anyway will feel different. Like it, it could either be altitude, temperature, or whatever. So if you take the racket out of your back and you go on court, It might feel different anyway because you are all of a sudden in a different time zone. You might be jet lagged, so you feel different anyway. Yeah. First day at least. Yeah, you're like, oh, this uh, string temp sucks. Temperature. <laughs> if, you, if I just think about like flying from Austria like last week to come here to Indian Wells, yeah. it's kind of like you all of a sudden have sunshine, you got hot court. We right now play indoors in Austria. So yeah. it's a different, different feel and different setup. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that people, I think they realize, but they don't, that there's so many things that affect string. And because normal players, we don't restring as often. So it's a hard thing for people to necessarily understand like what makes the string feel the way it's feeling right then and there. I don't know. It seems like a, yeah, it's no, hard to explain. <laughs> no, I mean, a lot of people say like the string is the engine of the car. So yeah. like you need to take care of it mm -hmm. properly. And, and like kind of the grip is probably the wheels of the car. And I think a lot of people are not paying too much attention to it, unfortunately. Right. I think it's. Uh, I think that's one of our exercises as well, where we want to get people be more sensitive about the equipment, not only the racket. Yeah. And I think that's very important. And also, like what we do as head is like we do global workshops as well for our coaches, for our players, even for partners, where we talk about st stringing itself. Okay. Not, no matter which string you are using, yeah. but like how important the technique of stringing is. And the machine you use, the quality of machine you use uh, to actually get your racket restrung. For a lot of people, it's just putting some polyester into a frame. Well, But it's I, more yeah. about it. Yeah. And a lot of times people just give it to their local pro shop and say, put something in it. Like yeah. they don't aren't really dialed in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's where we try to educate, especially the coaches, because I think it's very important for the juniors mm -hmm. that they they get the right selection of players. And you, unfortunately, around the world, you see too many coaches and there you can pretty much tell in which club the juniors are practicing when you see their string because they play exactly the same string as their coach mm -hmm. but like a an 11 year old girl a 13 year old boy uh, in different ways of their kind of like growth um they they shouldn't play the same string as their 40 year old no. coach <laughs> who has been a pro player yeah. so And I think yeah. that's that's also an, uh, some sort of a responsibility from us as brands. Um, for sure, like doing this podcast, you, you kind of like take on responsibility yeah. to educate people. <laughs> exactly. and, then, and I think federations in terms of coach education should involve... For more sure. experts and get coaches really on on the, on that page. Yeah, and I was gonna say actually, I feel like it's starting to get old in my head because we've really 
been trying to educate the consumer about string for now, it seems like a few years, but we still need to put the work in. Maybe you can talk a little bit because we are in Indian Wells. The tournament did get canceled. However, we were just saying the players are still here. They're still practicing. And you've probably been over to the head stringing room. Maybe you can talk about how the action has not stopped there. And I'm sure they're still getting a ton of rackets and they're restringing so much. So talk a little bit about like what, how often the pros are restringing and what you see as a trend with those players. Players that are actually using uh, pure monofilament mm -hmm. setups, um, they actually get their rackets restrung every day. And they're most of the time, their entire setup of rackets, most of the pros are traveling between six to eight rackets. Yeah. Then they get different tensions. Most of the time, it's two different tensions or some take three different tensions. Okay. It always depends on what time of the day they play or practice. Some other players tend to use the, the rackets they used in matches, they will use for practice the next day. Right. And then they get it restrung. So there's kind of that mm -hmm. vibe going on. Yeah. And then you have those players, they want to get the rackets as early as they can mm -hmm. of, of the strain machine and some like they don't really care okay it's, and there you can see there is no wrong or right there is only what you like yeah <laughs> um, me personally for example weirdly enough i don't like absolutely fresh strung rackets right. uh, i need to hit them for like 20 minutes i need to dial in and then i love it okay and you you hear other players they they just love that feeling of a fresh, fresh. strong frame <laughs> yeah. and they put it aside after 20 minutes yeah and say like that so that's they are it. the complete yeah. opposite <laughs> oh, that's funny so um and and again it's it's personal preference personal feeling yeah but yes we are still getting a lot of rackets actually like yeah. players are I mean, this is a very unfortunate situation we are in, a very sensitive situation mm -hmm. we are in. For sure, everyone around is very sad that the tournament got canceled. Um, for us specifically as well, because we love doing the streaming service here in Indian Wells, yeah. the atmosphere of that tournament is just amazing. Uh, everyone is so relaxed and, and like chilled out. And yeah, but players are still coming in. Mm -hmm. um, they are trying to dial in. They actually use the time right now to try certain things. Oh, cool. Uh, which is interesting to see. That is. So yeah. Yeah, I keep joking that this is their off season. Because, you know, they only some of them only get a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. They have I mean, a couple of weeks right now until Miami. And we're still not even sure if Miami's happening. Absolutely. And I mean, like there are tons of golf courses. And as you know, a lot of <laughs> tennis players love playing golf. Yeah. So they practice in the morning, they relax during a, a good round of yeah. golf. And and yeah, we have actually had players the past couple of days that we are here that came up and say like, hey, now actually that I have some time, like, can you join us on core? We want to do, maybe we will tweak our setup a little bit. Oh, cool. like, like we try that new string that you have been talking about. And as you are here, like maybe you join us for a practice session or yeah. something. So that's, that's pretty cool. That actually. is awesome. Yeah. Now, what trends are you starting to see right now with the pro players? I feel like the hybrid is making a comeback. A lot of players seem to be hybriding. Are there any trends that have been standing out that are happening? Yeah, I mean, like with the playability of the polyester strings or mm -hmm. the monofilament strings and, and the way we manufacture, like let's say all of them, I, I can see that the tensions are going down yeah. for the players that are using full mono setups. With a hybrid, yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, like uh, specifically talking hybrid, meaning natural gut and right. monofilament strings in all variants. Like some players want the pre-stretch on the natural gut yeah. to get more control out of it. Um, some don't, someone manual pre-stretch, yeah. which is then always tough. You, you try to keep the same string up for the same player and stuff. And and again, that's feeling then with manual stretch, pre-stretch. 
but yeah, some of them are using the natural gut on the main, some of them are using them on the crosses. It gives them just more feel. Yeah. And I think you can see the play style of certain players where you feel like, oh, this guy rather should go to a full poly or this guy should rather go to to a, a hybrid setup. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. But we have a, something in the pipeline as uh, well for that. So teasing in <laughs> yes, a little bit. we love so pipelines. So there, 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 might, there, might, <laughs> there might be something coming up later this year. Maybe it will be oh beginning boy. next year. Okay. Uh, that's going to be in that in that hybrid segment. So uh, I hope we... We deliver and don't overpromise, but like I'm pretty, conf <laughs> I'm pretty confident we have done something cool. Nice. I feel like we maybe got a sneak peek of it, and I might know what you're talking about, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Let's keep it that well, way. Okay. We we got we got quite some products in the pipeline. I yeah. think we we will we will surprise the market with certain things where actually we are really excited about um, working on it. As you said, some stuff you already have tested. Uh -huh. You got the joy of yeah, testing yeah. it. Some you haven't. <laughs> I oh have to boy, tell. That but means you have to come so visit I us. So I tease you as well right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. So. <laughs> no, it's been fun working with you guys and being able to give our feedback and try to be be included in all of it. I guess. No, it's 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 fun for us as well because like what what's important is that you don't get in your own way. For sure, like you have an idea where you want to go, but it's it's very important you get outside feedback, and specifically uh, working with a t team like your team, it's great because you know all the other products mm, as well. Yeah, and, and I think when when we talk certain products, and you guys know me long enough as mm. well, I know most of the strings. So like it's 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 fun to actually have those discussions yeah. of like when when we describe where we want to go to, and then you get your feedback. Sometimes we need to get back to work. And, 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 <laughs> and sometimes you're dialed in already. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we just uh, nail it. So No, you guys have done. It's actually been really fun for us over the last couple of years. Racket strings, like we did a blind racket play test the same day we tested Link's tour. And it, it's been fun working with you guys. So we've been really enjoying it. No, same same for us. Yeah. Like it's, it's always fun. Do you have any fun player stories you can give us like from testing or any just anecdotes that any of the players have had? Oh, that's, <laughs> that that's you're allowed to one. talk about? Yeah, that's always a tough one. You don't want to go too deep into it that where you're like... Something the listeners will appreciate about a certain player, whether it's even, you know, someone super fun to work with. I can only imagine like Ash Barty's probably like the nicest human being and easy to work with. And yeah, she is. She actually was here yesterday at our photo shoot uh -huh. um, for, for our future campaigns and stuff. And yeah, she is. She's just an amazing individual. Uh, cool vibe. Yeah. Cool energy. Super nice. Wow. Um, we had Taylor Fritz uh, yesterday, which was amazing as well. He just came back from from Hawaii from, from the Davis, Davis Cup, Cup tie, yeah. uh, so he talked a little bit about that. For sure, we we show players future products as well. We try cool. to get their feedback on certain colorways and stuff. So that's always fun, like to work with those guys because mm -hmm. like sometimes you pull it out your back, you show it, you don't say a word, yeah. and you immediately see a reaction in their face. Sometimes you like the reaction. Sometimes you are actually scared to see their reaction, which uh, is isn't too easy. Yeah, uh, we got Sasha um, yesterday as well for a long time for for a huge uh, shoot. What was fun personally? I know him since many years yeah. back then from the Nike Junior Tour, oh, where crazy. he started as as a player. Uh, I actually had strong rackets for him, no like way. probably nearly ten years, wow. or like eight or ten years ago. And and by that time we actually hit some balls back then when he was a junior, and uh, yeah, one of those anecdotes is that I think last year when when we were here, 
Um, I needed to warm him up a little bit. And, nice. and all of a sudden he told me I got slow, which I didn't <laughs> like actually. But it was still fun to hit balls with him. So like it's always always kind of, if, especially if you know those guys yeah. like growing up as juniors. Popirin is another example. Mm. I know him as well since junior. Now he's taller than me. So it's <laughs> yeah. kind of it's, it's kind of funny um, if, if you see all that stuff. And yeah. then, then And then you get them at a point where they become superstitious and they don't want to change anything. And yeah. then you remind them of like, hey, back then you, you didn't care. Right. And, you know, like, and so, yeah. That's it's, pretty funny. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I think that's something we can tell the listeners too is when the players are out here, especially like right now, it would technically be right before the BNP Paribas Open started. So they do a lot of work with their sponsors. They do all these press obligations and they film a lot of campaigns and do a lot of stuff. So the players are essentially working, even though you know they're not necessarily always on the court. But it could be tough. Sometimes these players show up and they don't want to do it. And sometimes they show up up and it's like nice to reconnect and it seems like all the head players have been so friendly and super nice and I know like we just saw Coco she was in such a great mood oh yeah she's she's unbelievable I mean like that that smile just gets yeah. it's, it's, it's just like you can only smile if you when you see her the, the, the vibe and atmosphere she creates when she comes into a room is it's it's champion like yeah it's it's nothing like it and um yeah I mean when when our pro player team, I mean, you you spoke to Thomas, and I think our values as a brand are important that we see that with our mm -hmm. players too. So it's not always only the performance on court. They need to suit to the brand. Yeah. We need to get along. We they need to understand where we want to go as a brand. They need to support that vision, and I think that's very important as well. And we, we made a lot of good choices on yeah. our players, and and the the success we have with them. And those photo shoots and campaign shoots and filming and stuff is always like a nice come together. Mm -hmm. Players are pretty much relaxed. Every brand likes to do those kind of things down here in yeah. the else. Yeah. You don't have the risk of the weather while we are sitting Except here in today. the rain. Yeah. <laughs> first time. I think first time in seven or eight years yeah. I come here and I'm sitting in the rain what kind the of. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's, it's normally perfect. it's very normally. beautiful. You got like beautiful facilities mm -hmm. and stuff. Players are feeling comfortable like they don't get crashed by fans and, and all that stuff so yeah. it's, it's very very nice to be here good atmosphere yeah the fun part is if you then have multiple players uh at the same time mm -hmm. and then they start interacting teasing each other and yeah and, and doing some trash talk maybe <laughs> and i remember last year we did like a, a challenge between taylor fritz and diego schwartzman on oh forehand topspin and who hit the hardest forehand and like <laughs> We needed to stop those two guys. They oh, were I'm like sure. little kids. I was like giving them like each other. That's like, awesome. I don't use the word, but it was kind of fun. It was kind of we fun. And we just, yeah, we just, we just let them roll with it. That's cool. And it was just all of a sudden everyone was just standing at the court and they were playing like four and cross court and oh just like hitting incredible balls. Ugh, like, which insane. you, unfortunately, sometimes during tournament play, you don't even see how fast they actually can play if they just let it go. Right. Because if you if you play a tournament, it's always tactics and stuff for sure. Yeah. So, oh, totally. But if you just let them go, oh my god, it's like it's impressive. Yeah. It's really impressive. It really is. Well, let's just wrap this episode up. I want to ask you some of the questions that we get asked all the time about strings. So just basically, you're going to easily answer these. But uh, what would be your pick for the best string for the most control? It's hawk. 
Hawk. Yeah. Okay. And what would the same thing, best string for the most power? Probably reflex and velocity on the multifilament side. On the um, monofilament side, tough to talk about a super powerful yeah. monofilament string to Low be honest tension. with you. But like <laughs> lower tension is probably then a, a lynx that gives you a, a good good amount of power. Yeah. If you can talk about really power on, on, on monofilament, I'm always struggling with, with doing so. No, I totally agree. You're going for more control with the polys. Best string for most spin? Well, that's an easy one. I guess Lynx Tour <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> at least what the feedback is, again, it's it's perception. Like I can imagine there are a lot of listeners out there who have tested the string and say like, yeah, it's a great string, but like not for spin maybe, yeah. but like... From a lab data perspective, mm -hmm. technically, the way it's shaped, textured, and all that stuff, that's the most potential, mm -hmm. yes. And then, as I always say, of course, spin also demands your mechanics to hit. <laughs> that's yes. something we need to always say, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, you need to be able to force a string to snap back right. properly. So, like, and, and that's racket, that's string pattern, that's, yeah. that's the tension. Yeah. It's the court you play on, it's a ball, and, like... There's never it's, just it's, an easy answer. No. But everyone's always asking for the easy answer. <laughs> Well, it's it's like people love easy answers, yeah. but like unfortunately, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of easy answers. Again, tennis is very individual. So. Right. Best tension maintenance. Uh, then we are for sure on the multifilament side. Then it's again reflex okay. uh, velocity. Yeah. Synthetica does well too. Uh, yeah. And then best overall playability. If you were to pick, you know, that's the question. That looking for the easy answer. Best spin. Best control. Best playability. What what would your answer be? On the multifilament side, um, my favorite is velocity, mm -hmm. absolutely. On the uh, monofilament side, I'm torn between Hawk Touch and Lynx Tour. Okay, like cool. Kind of that's that's where I would go. I think that wraps it up. Do you have anything else? <laughs> no, nothing. I think we covered a lot. <laughs> we covered actually. a lot. I think we covered really a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually hoping. I haven't even asked Dennis this yet, but I'm hoping you might give us some string that we could seed out to some of our listeners so they can try some of these. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that would be awesome. That is no problem. Cool. We, we can do that. Yeah. If, that would be great. And I'm curious I, to yeah. read those reviews then. <laughs> yeah. Like I always do. Every morning I walk into the office, the <laughs> Tennis Warehouse Forum, check it out. Like, Same. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you got the Talk Tennis message board. They're ruthless. Yes. They tell it like it is. So yeah, we'll definitely seed out some strings. We'll, we'll create some sort of way that you guys can email us and get thrown into uh, some ways that we can get some strings out to you guys. And I would love for you to get links to her in your hands because it's a cool string we love it at t-dub t-dub playtester approved for sure hopefully we're doing a review on it i'm sure we are yeah i hope so too <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure we are um but yeah that's it that's all the string talk thank you thanks, thanks for joining me thank you Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And if you're interested in getting your hands on some new headstring, I need you to email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. You do have to be living within the United States to be eligible to win, but we're going to give away a few sets of Lynx Tour, Hawk Touch, and Velocity. So in your email, let me know which string you're most excited to try and stay tuned. I'll pick winners very shortly. Thank you again for listening, and as always, feel free to email us with any ideas, suggestions, content you want to hear. Always subscribe, rate, and review, and until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.